Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Joe welcome and to Nathan. This is Catholic Stuff. The you know. Here we are. Uh, we are still going without our fearless leader. Deacon John is recovering uh, down south at his parents' house uh, with two screws in his leg. But he's doing well. Uh, he says hello to everybody. And uh, he will be back next next week, I believe. So, uh, But we got Nathan here again. Nathan, I want you to tell me the story behind uh, your hair right now. Well, you see, Joe... It's important at some man's life that he has to grow up. I'm not at that point yet. But in three years, I will be christened, chrismated, or, you know, oiled uh, for ordination. And I wanted to make sure that at some point in my life, I could say that I participated in the 80s in an actual sacramental way. So I have sculpted my hair in such a way that the mullet, as grotesque and... Uh, nauseous as it may make some uh, of the female population, I have cut it, well, uh, whatever her name was, Beatrice or something at Floyd's. Um, You're, I'm sure she remembers you too. Yeah. What is it? Business in front. Party in the back. Party in the rear. So, <laughs> Man, dude, well, it's partying right now. Yeah. No shampoo you, right You now. should shave off the rest of the facial hair, dude. Just keep the mustache. That would be... Yeah. Then I wouldn't be able to go within, like, you know, proximity of certain... School zones or something. So, um, okay. Yeah, so, what are we talking about today? Well, I this is kind of an, an odd topic. It's going to relate to something more important. Mullets? But, is it related to mullets at all? Uh, it's probably going to make you as nauseous as mullets. So, <laughs> right. Um, I don't know if anyone uh, out there in our listening land has ever heard the rumor, legend, lore that uh, you can actually eat in Venezuela uh, capybara. What is, do you have any, do you have any idea what capybaras? I have no idea. We had capybaras at the Scoville Zoo, and they are mo- uh, the world's largest rodent, uh, a water pig, if you will. And uh, Are you kidding? No. They are two feet tall, and they grow up to four feet long. <laughs> That's disgusting. So what happened was— It's a rat? This is a rat. Yeah, it's the world's largest rat. At the zoo, they were right next to the peacocks, and the smell was unbearable. So, But they would eat these. Uh, and they still eat them. I, I found the article online. You can research it, Google it. Um, and essentially what it is is in the 16th century when the missionaries came to Venezuela, Venezuela is in the northeast part of South America. And part of it's on the uh, what would that be, Caribbean Sea, but mostly most of it's inland and uh, a lot of jungle, a lot of you know beautiful rainforest. I don't know, making that up. But um, <laughs> the missionaries, when they went in and were evangelizing these people and, like, telling them, oh, shoot, it's, like, February 19th, we're getting it close to Lent, um, are you going to be able to uh, abstain from meat and, uh, th- you know, and, and eat fish? And some of these people, they eat meat. You know, you eat, you eat the pigs. Well, or you said it was mostly chickens. inland, right? Mostly okay. inland, yeah. It's, it's a pretty large country. Um, so I imagine they can't easily get fish if they want to eat fish. Yeah, I mean, it would be the equivalent of, I mean, if you, I mean, this is way long ago, so don't think of this in terms of, oh, well, they can just get, you know, canned tuna or something. Um, what about rivers? They had rivers. But but the thing is, the capybara, the water pig, is swimming in this river, and it has webbed feet like a duck. Um, it's close enough. Close enough. And so, <laughs> and so it's not exactly like these people are running out into the river and saying, we want to eat the capybara. But the missionaries petition the Vatican, send a, a letter through FedEx, and it gets to Rome. And they're like, hey, we're with these people, and we want to make sure that they you know, abstain from meat. 
what do you think about capybara? Do you think they could eat capybara? Now, there's no, you know, catena aurea, uh, if, you will. if you will, if you listen to last week's podcast. Um, so they don't know, you know, this is a capybara. They probably explained it or whatever. Irenaeus actually says you can eat capybara. Oh, the, well, yeah. the, one of the church fathers. So... Um, really, it, so my, my, I wanted to research this, and it is true, in Venezuela, they have dispensation, they're still eating capybara, it's disgusting, you gotta eat it with a lot of salt, even as, even if you pour guava sauce on it, it's not the, you know, most delectable of, of, uh, McFlays or something. That is disgusting. So yeah. let me get this straight. They could not, you know, they, all they, their whole diet was meat, so it would be a difficult thing to abstain well, from it, meat sort of thing? they had chicken, they probably had chicken, they probably had pork, but, um, they wanted to make sure, okay... Uh, would you be able to eat something lesser for for Lent? So let me – I just don't know this. Sure. Was this – I mean at this time, were they just doing no meat on Fridays or was it like no meat during Lent sort of thing? Yeah. So um, this is actually the, the bigger topic. So I'm just wetting your appetite with some water pig oh, so yeah. we can get to the, the, the meatier thing. Let's do it. So – uh, essentially it's – you know why, why, why do we not eat meat on Fridays? Yeah. What's the deal with that? What is? Also – um, why is it that you can eat fish and not, and that's somehow not considered meat and somehow, uh, you can eat capybara and that's not considered a fish. Yeah. It seems a little arbitrary. I will start with the last question. <laughs> that one is easier. Capybara. Capybara is actually a rodent. Therefore it is under the classification of mammal. Um, so it would fall under flesh. Uh, so the second, the second thing is. What is the difference between flesh and meat? In the English language, we don't say – we don't make a distinction between uh, meats. I mean if you said, oh, well, um, I'm going to have some peanut butter, they would say, oh, well, that's not meat. Mm-hmm. But if you said, I'm going to have some fish, I think a lot of people would say, oh, well, that's – It's just meat of a meat. fish. And- Frog legs, dolphin. Uh, dolphin is a mammal. So, I mean – but it swims. So, well, why does it matter? Mammal, fish. And can you eat? Yeah, exactly. Can you eat? You know, dolphin for. We'll evangelize the uh, people at SeaWorld. Maybe they'll want to, you know, eat dolphin. Who knows? I don't know. But what's the story? So why? Okay. What, what's the so? What's so the I want to read. I want to read for you the the document from the church uh, on on penances and why what what they say in terms of what you can eat and what you should not eat because a long time ago it was just don't eat anything. Don't eat anything during Lent. Uh, you would refrain from, you know, not just not just meat um, in terms of chicken and beef and pork and all that, but eggs, dairy, cheese. There used to be a festival called Pancake Day in uh, England where uh, on Fat Tuesday uh, you would um, you would use up all of the ingredients that you had in your cabinet that you weren't going to be able to use for the rest of the year, like lard, which is pig fat. Um, and you know butter cheese everything so mm-hmm. you would just eat corpusculously uh ridiculously well for one day just as we do here in mardi gras fat tuesday fat tuesday essentially um and so i want to read for you what what the church says she says uh abstententia lex vetat carne vesse non autum ovis lactininis Et quibus libet condimentis itium ex adipe animalum. Oh, animalum. Animalum. So I want to break that. Makes the, so much more sense I want to break that down for you. So here's the, here's the English translation, and I'm only using the Latin to sound smart. The law of abstinence forbids the use of meat, 
but not of eggs, the products of milk or condiments made of animal fat. So in the Latin, the word for meat is carne or carnis. Carne is the ablative form of um, carnis. Boop. Um, <laughs> you are smart. Yeah. Well, it's actually in the document. So <laughs> I just wanted Keith to be like, oh, he's, what a beautiful man. So, um, but in terms of carnivorous, uh, when we talk about, uh, you know, an animal being carnivorous, uh, we're saying that it's eating meat. But in the, in the Latin, in the, in the carne, when we're talking about humans, mm-hmm. it was normally only like livestock animals, beef, chicken, pork, uh, venison, like things you would go out and hunt and kill. Fish actually has a separate uh, name in Latin, which is... Something? Pescatus. I have no idea. Uh, I didn't look <laughs> it up. I forgot. So, but if they wanted to say, if they wanted to say, you cannot eat meat, which that would be understood in, according to the Latin, and fish, they would say and fish. So, uh, there's a lot of people that get kind of scrupulous about, you know, can you eat, you know, I mean, fish, meat. But I think the important distinction is why. Mm-hmm. Why? That, that's that's the question. I mean, this is good because a lot of people right. we have so many things. Uh, these practices that we do in the church. Um, and the church, I think, has done a really poor job of explaining the why behind the what. You know, uh, And this generation doesn't even know the what. But the generation before us, they knew the what, but they didn't really get the why. Right. And when you don't... And modern man isn't... We're not satisfied anymore with just, yeah, tell me what I have to do. We, right. we And young people especially, we want to know what what's the meaning behind this. Yeah. It's not just so we can challenge it, because that's not the point. But the point is to really incorporate it internally and make it internalize it and really derive the full benefit of it. So, yeah. so why do we not eat meat? What's, Here we the, go. what's the deal? So the law, the law, it's important because it not only has a material consequence, but a spiritual consequence as well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be using terminology here that I want to make sure that we get right. As we distinguish between meat and carne, flesh, um, we're distinguishing between fasting and abstinence. So abstinence is the quality of food. Uh, fasting is the quantity Really? So fasting, when someone, when someone fasts, they refrain from a certain amount of food. Um, so uh, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday are days of fasting in the church. So then we have that weird rule where it's like you can eat one full meal and two small meals as long as they don't add up to one full meal or 12 M&Ms as long as they don't add up to three bags. Um, <laughs> so that is – those are days of fasting. Good Friday um, – and Ash Wednesday. Coming up, March. Um, ever, I'm sure everyone's excited. Can't wait. Abstinence, uh, Fridays in Lent, as well as Fridays throughout the year, n- however, not carrying with it the same degree of strictness, um, because Lent is a, a, a particularly uh, special, time. special penitential time, but also a time of interior and exterior purification to prepare ourselves for the great glory of Easter. Um, you can participate on in that on Friday. And on Friday, we give up flesh because on Friday, Christ himself gave his flesh for us. Um, and we wouldn't say he gave up his meat for us. We would say his flesh for us, right. his carnies. Interesting. Um, so they, they make a connection between Christ is offering up his whole his body, yeah. his whole life. Yeah. And so to prepare ourselves, to unite ourselves with him in that offering, we give up. The flesh, the bodies of those things right. that we like to eat, you know, right. that feed our body, you know, to kind of enter into this offering up of flesh. Right. Which and is really, I've never made that connection before. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
and the and and the 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 thing that they emphasize is bones, blood, and marrow. So it's the whole it's the whole part of the animal. Everything. I mean, you can't find. I mean, maybe you could eat its hair or something, but I mean, I don't think anybody's chewing on, chewing on a capybara braid for uh, <laughs> for their coffee snacks. So uh, abstinence is refraining from certain types of food uh, or certain kinds of food, um, but you can still have a, f- a full meal. Now. There are those, myself included, who have gone to Red Lobster on Fridays in Lent. Or uh, I remember this guy Anthony and I, he was my disciple when I worked for a missionary group. And we were both really excited because on Ash Wednesday, that was the day that they were going to begin in Fargo to sell the double McFillet, filet fish Dude, that actually started because of, yeah, because exactly. of the Catholics. And I ate two awesome. of them, so four fillets. Now, uh, did I fulfill the precept of of abstinence? I would, yeah. I mean, I mean I, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's I abstained from, from flesh, from flesh, no from, flesh from, from you. meats, just um, soft shell crab. Yes, I don't even know what that is. It's probably like it's Vietnamese dolphin fin or something. Um, so that's a good point. I mean, I know at the seminary, you know, during every we don't have meat at the seminary every Friday. Um, but we have like, I mean, the food here is sometimes ridiculously good. Right. So someday it's like, yes, it's Friday. We're going to have like, right. you know, shark or something. Yeah. Or, I mean, I mean yeah. and sometimes it, it's kind of ridiculous. Yep. Like, oh yeah, big penance I'm doing here. Yeah. So, so just as we, just as we referenced Thomas in our Catena Aurea, I was shocked to find this in the Summa Theologica because I don't think I could find anything in there. I mean, I, I think it would all be over my head or archaic or something like that. This is what someone wrote in to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, Medieval Edition. Um, he's, this is in question 147, secunde secunde, the second part of the second part. Question 8, uh, objection 2. Some fish are as delectable to eat as the flesh of certain animals. Um, so why is it that we can't eat them? Or we can't eat – I mean I like fish more than I like – you know, venison or something. Exactly. Like, why can't I eat shark, but I can't eat a chicken? Right. He's saying, now he, he, this is how he responds. Now, generally speaking, eating flesh meat affords more pleasure than eating fish, although this is not always the case. So just because you have a preference for fish doesn't negate the law. The, the law is really to unite ourselves with Christ's sacrifice in a spiritual way, but also, and, and Thomas talks about this in the sense that when we refrain from fleshly pleasures, um, eating being one of the foremost, uh, we open ourselves up to greater spiritual pleasures uh, and, and kind of a cleansing of the mind and a purification of the heart to receive uh, – to be filled or consoled by other things. Um, and then the other thing is uh, you know, the, the forgiveness of sins. Um, I think it's in Joel where he says, uh, return to me with weeping – Fasting and your whole heart. Hmm. Um, so it helps us. It helps us to kind of repent. Exactly. Doing penance. It, it, it kind of is, is proof not only – not that we need to prove to God that we're sorry, right. but even just like it's one thing to say you're sorry. It's another thing to say, I'm sorry. Look what I'll do to show you that. You know, it's a relational thing. Right. And that's important to understand. Right. And our bodies our, – our, our bodies and our souls are united. So what we do with our bodies, you know, matter. Um, so when we do something, when we make a sacrifice with our bodies – um, it would seem like our soul it could be hurt or uh, uh, delayed in a way. Um, and that can be true because fasting 
it falls under the virtue of temperance. So we need to exercise prudence. We need to have uh, a practical wisdom according to how we exercise the right amount of food, the quality of food. Yeah, it's the like qu- the it's like the spirit of the law, letter of the law sort of thing. Exactly. I mean, you maybe you're you know it's like the Pharisees in the Gospels. I mean, yeah. you can keep the you can keep the law. Yeah. It's one thing to keep the the letter of the law, right? But you're totally missing it. And this is what Jesus talks. I mean, he talks about this his challenge to the yeah. Pharisees is like you know you've heard the law, you've heard that you shouldn't kill your brother. Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, you shouldn't even be angry with your brother because that's really what the spirit of the law is. That's what the heart of the law is. Right. It's about it's protecting you from. Things that are opposite to love, right? And this is and this is good. This is good to keep reminding ourselves of these things when it comes to fasting, because you know it's not about cutting corners and like if you're just doing that, then you're just totally living in the exterior, right? But if you want to internalize it, make it a day. And it, this is important too. I, this is just something to bring up as a tangent. Um, I know a lot of people, uh, and I, I thought used to think this myself as a young Catholic. You know, there used to be no meat on every Friday. You know, then we just, you know, at some point in the last few, you know, 30 decades, 30 years or so, right. we changed it to no meat on Fridays in Lent. Yep. Um, and other Fridays you're free to do. And that's actually not exactly what the church said. Oh, what the church said is that to not limit sacrifices made throughout the year on Fridays to only meat. You know, like we can, you don't have to, you can eat meat on Fridays, but to do some sort of penance similar to that. And the thinking of the church wasn't that, oh, no meat's too hard, but it's really... This isn't a sacrifice for some people, and we're losing we're losing the spirit of this right. of this law, you know, yep. of this external practice. We're losing the spirit of it because it's not because some people are eating shark on their on their day of penance on Friday. Right. So, um, and I was I, thinking I, too, I, like in, in, in like Africa, you know, in, in these desert lands, some of them have absolutely no access to fish or to uh, mollusks or you know whatever else people eat so they're eating already beans and rice and peanut butter and vegemite or yeah, whatever yeah. else so i mean does the law only apply to wealthy nations mm-hmm. um essentially what it's saying is purify purify your attachments to um the the great gifts that we have um and begin to receive the great gift that god has for you be filled not only with um you know mako shark and uh, crocodile and capybara, but really be filled with um, the spiritual joys. And th- these, this is what Augustine says, and this is what Thomas quotes. Maybe he got it from the Catena Aurea. He says, fasting cleanses the soul, raises the mind, subjects one flesh to the spirit, renders the heart contrite and humble, scatters the clouds of concupiscence, quenches the fires of lust, kindles the true light of chastity. That's better than any filet of fish that is true yeah mcdonald's cannot do that for me they can't compare so i just good stuff man. yeah i love it i mean i just encourage everyone to uh you know return to the capybara with uh weeping and and fasting (laughs) Um, dude how do we get our hands on some capybara uh scoville zoo decatur illinois they're they're grotesque right next to the peacocks there you go last point last point said a lot but this is important i want to include john i wouldn't be here had john not tumble down the mountain Deacon John. Exactly. So uh, I want to quote one last thing, because Thomas says that just as we do for Lent, uh, we fast. We should fast for major occasions in the church, uh, in our own personal lives. And he actually references holy orders. And he says in holy orders, the, the, the one to be ordained, the one who ordains, and those who witness the ordination should prepare themselves for the calling down of the Holy Spirit upon this man, filling him with the great gift of uh, holy orders, 
through fasting. Really? Um, exactly, yeah. For how long? I don't know, maybe the night before. That's really cool. Yeah. Make themselves, they need to fast in order to make themselves ready for the ordination. So, I don't know when it is. Invitations. May 21st, something it, like yeah, that? Yeah, May 21st. So, uh, give up your capybara. Set aside. Unless you're in Venezuela. Exactly. Well, yeah. Set aside all earthly pleasures. And actually, that's I forgot about that. That's in the uh, Eastern Rite Liturgy. Set aside all earthly cares. The doors, the doors. The doors. You are smart, man. Wow. <laughs> now, that was great stuff, dude. I appreciate it. That, I learned a lot there. I didn't even know Capybara existed, let alone that I could eat them on Fridays in Lent. Exactly. In Venezuela. In Venezuela. So. In the Diocese of Venezuela. That is excellent stuff, man. Well, great job. appreciate having you here. Uh, hopefully, we can do this again in the future, man. Let's 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 munch on it. We just need to like get a baseball bat and take John's <laughs> legs or something. Get <laughs> the other one out. That's right. Awesome stuff. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in again. You can find us on... Uh, Catholic Stuff You Should Know on Facebook and Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Love to hear your input uh, and keep praying for Deacon John. He should be back next week. Uh, but if you have any questions or anything like that, you know how to reach us. So thanks again and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace.